A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Corn markets are high and fuel prices are high. What does that mean for the ethanol industry? Eric Hushett of Badger State Ethanol in Monroe, Wisconsin, answered that question for me and gave an update on what's happening with ethanol production. Yeah, Aaron. So, I mean, com- coming from where we've been, um, we can we can manage a situation where at least there's demand and ethanol is moving again. If you look back just a year ago, fifty over 50% of this industry was absolutely shut down, shut in, nothing coming in, nothing going out, and it was absolute chaos. We still have, uh, I would say it's fair to define this as chaos right now. We have a balance sheet that's changing continually as China continues to uh, import more grain out of the United States, corn and beans particularly. And in regards to corn, uh, it has obviously ran prices up, uh, you you know, what did we do? I mean, we've probably done a good $3 on on this contract already. Um, And so that $3 has been absorbed for the most part at times by the ethanol uh, prices, which um, are reflective of at least a, a country that is having a lot more movement going on in, in, in liquid fuel uh, demand. But uh, any given day, that's a different story. There's times where um, I, I, I'm concerned for the industry that with all the exports on corn, will there be enough corn where it needs to be to run these ethanol plants all the way till new crop arrives? It's going to be threading the needle the way things are shaping up right now, Aaron. In a recent visit I just had with a livestock nutritionist, he mentioned not only that high prices of corn were the concern right now, but also the supply that we have until the new crop harvest. How do you expect the ethanol industry to react to a possibly tight supply? Yeah, and and, and, and I appreciate the question. I'd say this, Aaron, and and I'd say this, I don't think this gets spoken to enough, is... um, you know, any industry, as much as they'd love to have influence, uh, their market participants, right? The market will do what it has to do. If there is not enough corn going to where it needs to be, the market will find out the price of corn versus ethanol versus soybean meal to get the prices where it needs to be to start destroying demand and, and making sure there's availability for those that, that need it. What, I, what I'd say, this is a really important point, Aaron. We, we need to remember in ethanol, and so many times we have this food versus fuel debate, we have to remember all ethanol is doing is taking the starch out of that corn and putting that feed right back into the marketplace. And I think it's even more important to make this point, Aaron, is the ethanol industry by nature has a forward deck. We always buy corn. We buy corn into the forward future. Um, to the extent that we're going to be crushing it. And actually, I think it's a saving grace that we've had ethanol plants in the United States with a forward deck, because if not, the fact that there's still corn in the United States in a lot of these different markets is due to the fact that it was put on early by the ethanol plants for the forward crush. And because we have that, we're going to keep it on the books, and that's going to allow us to have corn here to put in an ethanol plant in June, corn here to put in the ethanol plant in July, corn here to put in the ethanol plant in August. And the good news for a feed producer or a feed uh, demand point is that every time we grind a bushel of corn, we're going to be putting all that protein and fat back into this market. But it it is going to be nerve-wracking and it is going to be tight. There's no doubt about it. What does demand look like for these ethanol byproducts in the marketplace? 
Yeah, and so we call them co-products because an ethanol plant can't run without having that re- revenue stream. So they're just as important to us as, as the ethanol is. So an ethanol plant, you know, will make the co-products. And the thing of it is, is we'll make the co-products whether the market is in high demand or not. So nothing has changed that dynamic. I mean, to the extent that you have corn coming in, you'll have your co-products coming out. And, you know, it's, it's, that's one of the few things that's like Groundhog Day. Every day a corn bushel comes out, the fat and protein is going to come the other end. Um, but to your point, the prices, again, the markets are so efficient that the price is reflective of the fact that soybeans are high, soybean meal is high. It's a very, very high-quality feed in our DDGs and some of our higher proteins, and especially the veg oils. Um, veg oils have been on a tear, uh, record highs in, in, in almost every market, whether it's canola, soybean oil, corn oil. And so our, our co-products will reflect those higher prices, um, absolutely. And, and, and that's as much a derivative of what is the feed demand as much as it is as what is the corn price coming in. You mentioned before how ethanol plants were struggling with the pandemic and the demand for fuel being lower. What changes within plants had to be made in order to continue operating and stay afloat? And have those changes remained or is it getting kind of back to normal? Yeah, and you you say an interesting word when you say changes. I mean, because literally it's changing by the minute of what ethanol plants need to do to continue to be viable here. So, um, you know, during the heat of the pandemic, a lot of this industry was shut in just because there's just it was bleak when when you had crude oil go to negative prices and the transportation sector stopped for all intents and purposes. The market just built up too much inventory and and you saw this exodus of of plants running. Um, but what what some of the plants did to 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 heal up some of the damages was um, take their alcohol into industrial use, find ways to get in the industrial market and the hand sanitizer and things of that nature. Um, I, I mean, industrial, make no doubt about it, industrial uh, alcohol demand is still up. It's still going on, but it is nowhere near the pandemic, uh, height of the pandemic demand point. We have other countries and supply chains opening up again that are coming to the United States in industrial alcohol that, that are, again, displacing um, our industrial alcohol back into to, to the fuel chain. So, um, you know, really what we have in front of us right now is just trying to understand with the market and the, and the volatility out here is, um, number one, can you find the corn? Number two, uh, what are you going to have to pay for? Number three, can you sell ethanol and, and co-products to, to, to make that all uh, work or at least not be hemorrhaging like we were a year ago? And so I would say to the point is, you know, we're, we're nowhere healed as an industry um, from from the carnage that went on, but um, our industry is finding a pathway forward to to, to operate again and, and operate at uh, at higher volumes um, to the extent that we get liquid demand uh, back up, uh, liquid transportation demand back up. Even with the struggles of the past year and with many uncertainties on the horizon, Wisconsin ethanol producers are bouncing back and forging ahead into the next year. Eric Hushett of Badger State Ethanol remains positive and optimistic that things will continue to move in the right direction. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Aaron Zimmerman.